This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. junkies after a week off we have returned welcome to this week's episode of the nwa saturday special on this first saturday of or second saturday i should say of august i am scott Griscolo. joining me as always the doctor dr g georgia bleep the pleasure is all yours woohoo larry land you know speaking of larry i got a side note you just open up you open every time you do that you just open up a tangent um one of my chrono watches that I'm doing on the on on the cock is I'm watching everything in chronological order, and I've watched everything going back to I don't know when the hell the clock starts the 40s I guess. So right now I'm in like late February of '88, and Larry, speaking of Larry, is in uh, the NWA. He's in Crockett, and he is the Western States Heritage or Western Heritage, whatever the fuck it was called. States Heritage. Champion. He had beaten um, Barry Windham. Barry Windham is currently at that time now teaming with Luger, Lex Luger, because they're working on – we're about a month away from the first clash. And Larry had Baby Doll as his, like, you know, talk piece or whatever. And I thought to myself, did he really need a side piece? I mean, it's Larry. I always wondered that. Like, watching him, like, does Larry and Baby Doll kind of go together? Not really. It looked a little weird. Of course, neither of them would last throughout through the year because – uh, Baby Doll would get fired because her husband, Sam Houston, would go to the WWF, so she got fired, which is fucking stupid. What a dumb way to – that was stupid of the Crockett's. Why would you fire her? That's idiotic. And then um, and then Larry just went back to the AWA. So um, anyway, I just wanted to make that point that it was weird that he had Baby Doll as his, like, manager when it's, you know, it's fucking – it's Larry. You know what I mean? Anyway. Ford um, Field. What's that? But Welcome you, back from Ford Field. Yes, I was at Ford Field. I was going to talk about that. Um, we were off last week because I was in Detroit for SummerSlam weekend. Um, if you want to hear most of the SummerSlam stuff, uh, I'll do a little bit now since the doctor wasn't with us. But uh, check out this week's episode of the main event. Uh, Steve and I, of course, Steve, Aloysius, Willie and I were in Detroit together this past weekend. Um just to give you, for those that didn't listen to Main Event and The Doctor, I'll say quickly, Detroit, downtown Detroit is very, very nice. It's one of the nicest cities I've ever been to for, like, a wrestling trip. Um, the outskirts, mm, mm, mm. but the actual downtown where everything is, like where Ford Field and Comerica Park and Little Caesars Arena, very cool. Very cool. I wish I could find the Joe, but the Joe got knocked down. That was one thing I kind of missed. I wish I was able to see... Joe Louis Arena, but uh, it got knocked down. As a matter of fact, Doctor, last well, if you're listening to this on Saturday, last night 
your uh, your New York football giants were at Ford Field playing a preseason they, game. They were. Um, and they lost. <laughs> Ford Field. Eh, you know what I say about preseason games? Who cares? Um, as long as somebody doesn't get hurt. But anyway, <laughs> I think the Cowboys are playing San Diego this week. Or San Diego. Listen to me, San Diego. I think they're playing the Los Angeles Chargers tonight, I think. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I know that we open against each other the first Sunday night game of the year on NBC. That's all I know. I don't even know who we're playing in the preseason games, and I don't really care. Anyway, um, Ford Field is a nice place. It's It doesn't look like a football stadium, and I said this to the guys on main event. It's more like a an arena on steroids. It's it's not It doesn't have that football stadium feel, and I'm okay with that. That's not an insult. It's actually a very quaint place for football, I think, for those that are Lions fans. I'm sure you probably agree. Speaking of Detroit, Big Daddy Cool. Um, that one was loud. It was loud. Um, but Col- I got to say this, Doctor, and you're probably going to disagree with me because I know you, you're very defensive about your baseball stadium, as am I, because I love City Field. Comerica Park is a wonderful place to watch a baseball game. It really is. Very family-friendly. They have a carousel in left field. There's tons of food. Easy to walk around. They they embrace the they embrace the brand because there's marble tiger heads all around the stadium on the outside. And they have statues for their past players. Although they didn't have a lot of the guys from the 80s. Like, you didn't see a lot of Jack Morris or Lou Whitaker or Chet Lemon, Alan Trammell, like the, Willie Hernandez, Kirk Gibson. It was all the older guys like Ty Cobb. There's a Ty Cobb statue. There's a Hal Newhauser statue. There's a Al Kaline statue. Willie Horton. Charlie Garinger. And there's one other guy that... Oh, Hank Greenberg. That's what I couldn't think of the other night. Hank Greenberg. So they, they embrace, like, the legendary Detroit Tiger, ex-Detroit Tigers. But I was hoping for some more guys from the 80s, but that's all right. Anyway, it's a beautiful place to see a game. It really is. So if you're ever, you know, in Detroit for any particular reason and it's, you know, the baseball season, you could probably get tickets... For a good price. And check it out. It's a really nice ballpark. But boy, do they love Mickey. They love Mickey. I mean, if you think about it, what else can they get yeah. excited about in the last, like, 10 years? <laughs> Since they made it to the World Series in, what was it, 2012, I think? But they do love Mickey. Of course, Mickey's retiring at the end of the year. M- Miguel Cabrera is probably the greatest Venezuelan ball player of all time. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got over 500 homers. He's got over 3,000 hits. He's going He's going to Cooperstown. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yes, definitely. He's going in. Get a great, and, and you know, he's, he's and he's loved by the fans. He's good with the fans. So I have to say, great fan experience at Comerica Park. I think you'd like the place, Dr. G. I think you'd like it. Very family, fan-friendly. It's a nice place. Big scoreboard, giant tigers everywhere. It's pretty cool. I, I approve. Very cool. I like Ford Field. Uh, obviously, I didn't see Little C. Well, I saw the building. I didn't, obviously, Little Caesars Arena is where the Red Wings and the Pistons play. Obviously, there was nothing going on there. Um, uh, across the parking lot, of course, is the legendary Fox Theater, where probably some of the greatest Motown acts of all time, you know, the Supremes, the Four Tops, the, the, the Temptations, probably Marvin Gaye, Al Green, um, you know, huh? Who'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you said another name. Um, yeah, legendary, legendary. And there, there's a Fillmore. There's a Fillmore Theater there, Dr. G. I didn't know that. I thought there were no more Fillmores. Obviously, the Fillmore East in, in the city, New York City, had closed years ago, early 70s. 
As a matter of fact, NEW and PLJ broadcast the last concert at Fillmore East in 70, 71, I think. And the Fillmore West, which is the old Winterland Ballroom or whatever in San Francisco, closed in the 70s as well. But there's a Fillmore in Detroit. So, a lot of bars. There was a, There was a bar near the parking lot where we parked on Saturday called the Tin Roof. And it had like outdoor music and you know like a like a beer garden. It was pretty cool. I have to say, down I was I was pleasantly surprised. Downtown Detroit is very very nice. It's the outskirts. Like when I was taking my Uber to the hotel in Dearborn, um, yeah, then then things get a little sketchy. More boarded up buildings and deserted abandoned fields and got <coughs> people pushing carts with empties in them. Yeah, it it gets a little sketchy on the outskirts. But in the middle of downtown, where like everything is. I have to say, Doctor, it was very nice. Very nice. We went to a... Now, the building where GCW was, <coughs> called Harpo's. Now, that place was a dump. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? The first thing you said... the first, Knowing you, and I've known you over, over 30 years, you walk in, if you walked into Harpo's, the first thing you would have said was... This place is a fucking shithole. <laughs> but you could tell it was one of those places that probably like in the late 70s, early 80s, probably had awesome shows. I bet you Billy played there. I can almost guarantee you probably like Bob Seger played there, you know. Um, and the ring was in the orchestra pit. It was crazy. And there was no and there was no air conditioning. So it was like fucking 500 degrees. Oh, man. That do, you remember that, uh, do you remember that ROH show we saw in Woodbridge? Yep. Oh gosh. Stop. About that. About that temperature. You must wetting your freaking ass off. I was, and you got the combination of like cigarette smoke, weed, and like bo. <laughs> Steve Woolley and I almost fucking hurled. But good wrestling, though. I have to say, pretty good wrestling. Some gar. I have to admit, some garbagey stuff that I thought was just garbage for the sake of garbage. That is something that that company has to kind of work on. But the main event was great. Blake Christian was my favorite. He's my favorite GCW wrestler. Blake Christian's the GCW champion. Him and Mike Speedball Bailey had a fucking banger of a main event. And then Jeff Hardy came out at the end because he ended up doing a concert after that, separate ticket. And, of course, Nick Gage came out and kissed his ass, but that's fine. Um, that was a good little show. And uh, GCW Doctor is going to be in Atlantic City, what, next weekend for their homecoming show because, obviously, they used to be called Jersey Championship Wrestling. And they're going to be in Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, on September 10th. But you and I are going to be at a show two days before that. And I mentioned it on main event. We'll make that announcement at the end of the show. You and I are going to be at a big wrestling event on Friday night, September 8th. You and I. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk some NWA. So, of course, we were off last week. So there were two episodes of Power that we uh, will talk about. But at this point, Doctor, and I think it's safe to say... Uh, we are at the back end now of these long tapings they did in in Highland Park, Illinois, when they did that that you know benefit show back I don't know four weeks ago. Now we're just doing like shows. There's no the the actual shows themselves have no connection to like no build to NWA 75. It's all just matches. So I'm just going to rip the matches off for you. And then we'll so there on th- now the first we'll talk about the one from two weeks ago, August first. Then we'll do the one from this past week. So, um, or is this the one from the 8th? Now I'm confused. Uh, nope, this was the right one. This is the first. Okay. 
So there was a triple threat match. Chris Adonis defeated Dak Draper and Damage. Of course, Damage is one half of, of Blunt Force Trauma. Judias, apparently there's a, there's a storyline going on where Judias is destroying the, the camp of misfits or whatever because he, Judias beat the living snot out of Gags the Gimp. So poor, uh, what I do to Matt Rotel at work is what Judias did to Gags the Gimp. <laughs> uh, tag team match, Fodder and Joe Alonzo defeated Eric Jackson and Robert Anthony. And uh, for the, in a, they had a world women's television title match, Kenzie Page, your champion, and Angelina Love wrestled to a draw, time limit draw. And then a singles match, Silas Mason beat the shit out of Koa Laxamana. So now they're called, so now they have like a faction name, Doctor. This faction with Ricky Morton and, of course, you know, Kerry Morton, the world junior heavyweight champion, and Alex Taylor. They're called the Southern Six. Now, there's four of them, so I don't know who the other two guys are, but maybe that's just Billy Math. I don't know. But they're called the Southern Six, whatever that means. Very innovative. So, I don't know. Uh, but, so that was this past, that was two weeks ago, the first. So let's move up now and go to this past Tuesday's episode of uh, Peru from the 8th, also from uh, Highland Park, Illinois, because, you know, Billy's broke, so he has to do 37 shows in one city. Um, Ella Envy defeated Missa Kate in a singles match. Of course, the two their two teams will be facing each other at NWA 75 for the women's tag team titles. They're, they're teams. Anthony Andrews, one half of the United States Tag Team Champions, the country gentleman, defeated Cody James. In a tag team match, Magnum Muscle with a win. Dak Draper and Mims defeated the Savages, Blake Troop and Jax Dane in 628. Odinson defeated Zion, the other, the other fucking masked guy, by DQ at 807. And then in a tag, in a six-man tag, La Rebellion, our world tag team champions, and Vampiro wrestling his first match in, I don't know, well, maybe he wrestles in Mexico, but his first maybe North American match in I don't know how long. Um, he defeated, they defeated Mario Pardua and the Brothers of Funstruction, which is Rufo and Yabo, the clown fucksticks. Now, I found out, Dr. G, where these two dipshits are from, these two clowns. Apparently, they're the tag team champions in Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yes. Oh, exciting. So it's official. Billy Corgan is in bed with the Insane Clown Posse. And I think Violent J is going to be at NWA 75. <laughs> Smell the bite rate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my excitement levels. Is riveting for... You know, this isn't 1999. Nobody fucking cares about the Insane Clown Posse. I didn't even know Juggalo champion, champion shit wrestling was still around. I know, I didn't either. They wrestle in caves. Isn't there, like, some cave in, like, the suburbs of Chicago where they do their, their shows? It's, like, in a fucking, like, it's, like, it's like uh, Red Rocks in Denver except creepier where, you know, homeless people and, and drunks and, <laughs> you know, and fucking dregs of society. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. So there you go. So that was so that's the last two weeks of powers. And honestly, folks, the powers are just shows with matches. They they do intersperse interviews, May Valentine interspersing interviews, and that's fine. But obviously, um, obviously, the um, uh, matches are kind of old. So um, so. They're not really part of the NWA 75 thing. So, 
but there were two shows with, and they're you know, they, and they pimped the belt and you know the the show in the commercials or the ads, but the show itself, um, they're just matches. So, so uh, of course, NWA seventy five is taking place the end of the month, the twenty sixth and twenty seventh, from St. Louis, Missouri, on Fight. Uh, Dr. G and I will be doing, we will be doing a, uh, obviously that week's episode will be a, a preview special. And then uh, I don't know if we'll be doing uh, a uh, a Twitch feed. Not sure yet. Those 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 are now like to be determined. And, uh, but Monday, that Monday morning, uh, the 28th, you will hear the doctor and I do a reaction special. With a special announcement on the future of the show. So stay tuned for that reaction special that'll drop on Monday morning, the 28th of August. What the announcement will be? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Based on this so it far. It depends on what happens in, in uh, St. Louis. So here's the official card. Now, at the moment, I don't think things have really changed in terms of the nights, but let's go over it again for those who may have forgotten or an update. So, obviously, there's two nights, Saturday night, Sunday night. There's four matches set specifically for Saturday, and all four of them relate to the next night. So, these ha- these matches have to will definitely be on Saturday because they relate to matches that would take place Sunday. So, on the pre-show on Saturday, Daisy Kill and Talos will take on the Fixers. Jay Bradley and Wrecking Paul Ligurski in the United States Tag Team Championship Showdown Final. The winner of that match will go on to the next night Sunday and will face the country gentlemen, AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews, for the United States Tag Team Championships. Camille, the hardest working champion in this business, in this company, and she's held her end of the bargain, even if the rest of the built the rest of the product is kind of meh. One thing about Camille, she has held her end of the bargain. She will defend her World Women's Championship against Natalia Markova in a rematch from the Crockett Cup. And if you remember, Dr. G, the match from the Crockett Cup was pretty fucking good. It was. Uh, And we're still thinking about whether Camille says farewell or not. That we're not sure about. Now, the winner of that match will go on to Sunday and will face the winner of the Burke Invitational Gauntlet, which they do every year. On Saturday, they do a gauntlet with a myriad of women's wrestlers. The winner will take on the winner of the title match the next night for the title. So either Emil or Natalia Markova will take on one of the following. Allison Kay, CJ, Heather Monroe, MJ Jenkins, Ruthie J, Samantha Starr, of course, Baby Doll's daughter, Sierra, Taylor Rising, The Woad, and more participants to be announced. So the winner of the gauntlet will take on the winner of the Camille-Natalia Markova match on Sunday for the World Women's title. And then finally, the World Tag Team titles will be defended twice. La Rebellion, Bestia C-A-C-A-C-A-S and Mecha Wolf with Vampiro, will take on BFT on Saturday, Blunt Force Trauma, Carnage and Damage. Of course, that's Marche Rocket and uh, Rodney Mack with masks on. Of course, Aaron Stevens, their manager. For the World Tag Team titles. The winner of that match 
We'll move on to Sunday, and we'll defend the tag team titles against Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch, the winner of the Crockett Cup tournament, with the amazingly creative name of Knox and Murdoch. So, there are your matches set for Saturday and Sunday. And they're set because the Saturday matches reflect how the Sunday matches will go. Now, the rest of the card is yet to be determined in terms of what nights, but it looks like all these matches are happening. So, Jordan Clearwater, on the pre-show, at some point, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, Jordan Clearwater will take on Zion, the other mask guy. The match that at the moment I'm kind of looking forward to, Kerry Morton will be defending the World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Colby Carino. We will have a three-way for the vacant NWA National Heavyweight title. Of course, EC3 vacated the title, kind of a cash-in, because he wanted a number one contender spot, and he'll get that, and we'll talk about that match in a second. So, Kratos, Odinson, and Thrillbilly Silas will have a three-way to determine the next National Heavyweight Champion. I have a feeling this is the match that Thrillbilly Silas finally wins, but we'll, we'll do that preview in a few weeks. Got time to think about it. Tom Latimer, both both television champions, the men's television champion, Tom Latimer, and the women's television champion, Kenzie Page, both will be defending their titles against somebody. Uh, as mentioned earlier, M95, Maddie Rinkowski, and Missa Kate will be defending the World Women's Tag Team titles against Pretty Empowered, Ella Envy, and Kenzie Page's sister, Kylie. Matt Cardona has an open challenge. That's very interesting, Dr. G. Homicide will take on Joe Alonzo in a singles match. The Brothers of Funstruction, yes, Dickface and Fuckstick, otherwise known as Yabo and Rufo, with Violent J, will be taking on somebody. So we have like a bunch of open matches so far still. They're wrestling at the pay-per-view, the, the clowns. The clowns are wrestling at the pay-per-view, Dr. G. The clowns. Yep, I can't wait. And Jax Dane, it is happening. Remember, they got in that little scrum a couple weeks ago. It is happening. Tim Storm is coming out of retirement. And we're going back old school. These two feuded vociferously over the world's heavyweight championship back in 2015. They are battling yet again. Jax Dane and Tim Storm in a no DQ match. Which, Dr. G, could be fun. If they really embrace it and go all in that match could be fun yes if they go all in they can't half-ass it well you would think a pay-per-view they wouldn't but right so there's your card so we have four definite saturday matches four definite sunday matches all of those are reflected by what happens on saturday and then we have another 10 or 10 matches including one pre-show that we haven't determined has not been determined what night LP. Overall, Dr. G, I gotta say, oh, and of course, the one match I forgot to talk about because it's making me very nervous. Tyrus will defend the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against EC3 in a Texas, even though they're in Missouri, bull rope match. And if Tyrus loses, not only does he lose the title, he must retire. Let's talk about that stip for a minute, Doctor. Now, we have a few, again, our, we won't do our preview special until the morning of the weekend, so the preview special won't be till the 26th. We have a couple weeks to think about it. But 
Does the retirement angle worry you? Is it just an opening for Tyrus to walk away from the business, retire, and do all the Fox stuff or whatever? Or is this a red herring and he ends up winning, keeping his title? I'm not sure how what I make of it. What do you think? I I think Tyrus is leaving the business personally. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good way, and I think. Um, I just think he's, if you follow the news, he's so busy doing his stuff on Fox and, and his, uh, you know, I don't know if they call them comedy shows or whatever the heck they are, the, the shows that he does, he's always selling out those and doing those very well with that. I think he's got a better career. I mean, listen, you could tell just by the way he wrestles, he, he, you know, it's not like one on when they're not doing the, the tape shows that he's, he's you know, doing indies. He doesn't need to do indies. So, and it shows the ring rush shows. And so it's time to me personally, I think, I think they're going to turn the corner here. I'm going to be hopeful here. And then they're going to put the belt. Um, you know, they, they, he's going to lose this match. Why would you put the step? What's, what's the sense of putting the step stipulation? Now, again, this is Billy. So we never know what, what he's going to do, but. Mm-hmm. I I just feel they're going to make the change here. Okay. Well, we'll think about it, and of course, we'll do our official preview. Listen, you could say based on how things have gone in the past that it's not going to happen, but what's the sense of putting this step? I mean, again, I'm trying to think logically here. Right. That doesn't always happen in this organization. So. Well, that's true too. Which is so weird because if you listen to us two, three years ago. You would have never thought we, I mean, we were very rarely um, critical of the company, but uh, I agree. But, but since they've come back from the pandemic, I felt like they lost a lot of steam. I really do. Oh, I agree. I think a lot of people think that way. That is why we're going to have a special announcement. And uh, are, you, are you feeling, are you not feeling as hopeful? You think that's. I'm. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's held the belt now for just less than a year because he he lost last year at NWA seventy four in a very bad match to Murdoch, but then came back at whatever it was Nuff said or whatever the show was in the fall and won the title there. So he's held the belt for a little less than a year, but he's got a book out. He's consistently on Fox, not just the late night shows. He's on the fives. So he's got a personality there. Whatever you think ideologically has nothing to do with this show, so let's not. I'm just talking about his other profession. No, I mean, he's very good at what he does in his other profession. So, you know, the thing is, he doesn't need this. This is, I mean. Right. I agree with um, you. I mean, he, and again, he's able to do all things he does because the NWA is not uh, an everyday, you know, it seems like whatever they record once a month or once every two months or whatever the heck they do. Right. So, so. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be optimistic that he will drop the belt and EC3 will win it. And then we get a build to eventually seeing Tom Latimer become the, the, uh, the world's heavyweight champion. Cause I think he is the future. If, if this if this if this brand is going to have any oomph at all for the future, you need a bankable world champion. And I do think Tom Latimer's that guy. 
But we'll see. We will see. So the other thing we wanted to talk about was the announce was one of the announcements I said uh, that I said Dr. G and I are going to be going to a big show in a little over a month on Friday night, September eighth. The doctor and I will be in White Plains, New York. Those not living near here. I'll be going to only my second ever non-WWE pay-per-view. I think this is your first, right? Or no? Um, did you go to a W? Did you go to a WCW pay-per-view or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, I will be going to my my first one ever was the G1 Supercard, that ROH New Japan combo that was the night before WrestleMania 35 at the Garden. That was the first non-WWE pay-per-view I'd ever gone to live, if I remember correctly. Pretty sure I'm right. I think so, because... Now, yeah, I mean, you've known me pretty long, so, yeah. Well, on that night, Dr. G and I will be at the Westchester County Civic Center in... White Plains for Impact Wrestling's Victory Road. Yes. Dr. G and I are going to an Impact pay-per-view. Friday night, September 8th. White Plains. I'm very excited. Where are you? You sound like you're on the train. (laughs) Um, I believe Steve Willie is going the following month to Chicago for Bound for Glory, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we're very excited about that. Something different. Now, I kept saying that GCW is going to be in Philly next weekend. They're not. GCW is going to be in Atlantic City. Impact, Impact and New Japan are going to be in Philly for Multiverse uh, Part 2 or Multiverse 2 or whatever that gets called. So, my bad. So, Impact and New Japan are doing the combo show in Philly. GCW next weekend is going to be in uh, Atlantic City. Well, GCW is going to do the the homecoming show because uh, they used to be Jersey Pro Wrestling. Correct. Yes. um, I tell you, they're they're catching on. I mean, they're they're very smart. They're going to these towns where the big pay-per-views are. They know they got a a built-in audience. Right. Well... I mean, obviously, there's some GCW fans that are probably not WWE fans, but right. But for the most part, now on Sunday, September 10th, GCW will be in Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn, New York, at some venue that I've never heard of. It's like an opera house, but unlike. Harpo's or that I almost said Zippo's, but unlike Harpo's, I think it has air conditioning. I'm just saying. And that's going to be on Sunday, September 10th. Possibly another show. Dr. G and I possibly attend. You never know. You never know. Um, And of course, GCW will be in Philly. No doubt about that. Particularly, here's a problem, though. I'm sure GCW would love to have some of those ECW alums there because I'm sure the show will be at the ECW arena, but probably not because if it's Friday night of Mania weekend, Friday night is not only the the go-home SmackDown, but it is also they always do the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony afterwards. And if if it's believed that this is going to be a very ECW-heavy class, I think Paul's going in, I think Tommy's going in, 
Um, those guys can't go anywhere else. Well, not the Paul would, but so that'll be interesting if GCW can get some some guys. Maybe they can get Sabu. They probably get Sandman. They can get RVD. I mean, he's only doing working for AEW. Tony Khan doesn't usually fucking care. So, be very be, interesting. I mean, uh, I'm just as interested not only for WrestleMania, but like the stuff that's going around WrestleMania because it is in Philly. You know, Philly's one of those towns, you know. Oh, there's going to be a ton of shows. Impact will have a show. I'm sure Janela will have his spring break. Effie will probably have his big gay brunch like he always does. So. Oh no, it's gonna be that that weekend's that week's gonna be fucking loaded. Loaded. So but we got plenty of stuff to talk about before we get there. WWE's next pay-per-view is Labor Day weekend. Payback. Which will be in uh I think it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Getting excited. Um well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a decent show. I'm curious to see who uh Cody's next chapter of his story will be. That's what I'm looking forward to. Anyway. Um, that's about it for this week. Not much to talk about, folks. We just want to give you an update on the powers and the, the NWA show and some other stuff. So, um, next week on the show, we'll get more into, cause there probably won't be a ton of NWA news unless some matches are announced or whatever. Uh, I want to talk to Dr. G about Vince and WWE, the WWE UFC situation. Cause a lot of stuff happened this week, including, uh, the new board of directors that'll be created for Endeavor and Triple H is not on it. Hmm. Um, interesting. Well, you can find Dr. G on Twitter at Dr. G PTB. I'm on Twitter, of course, at Scott C Podfather. But more importantly, you can find the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do the wrestling time travel. We put the pods up. We put other fun things up. Please follow it. And of course, you can follow us uh, on all of your podcast catchers: Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. I mean, uh, Spotify. Well, Stitcher's closing. Um, at, uh, Amazon, um, and of course, Podbean. Um, uh, and on YouTube, we post a lot of our pods on the on the Place to Be Wrestling Network YouTube channel as well. Not just current shows, but some of our classic episodes as well. Uh, I want to thank my uh, kettle man, Callum McDougal, for helping out with that. He he's been posting like all of the classic uh, Place to Be podcast episodes, so that's pretty cool. Speaking of new new episode coming up this uh, Monday, it'll be Bragging Rights 2009. Find out who uh, JR and I have for our next guest. Uh, that'll do it for uh, this week. Doctor, pleasure as always. We'll be back next Saturday morning to give you the news and notes from around the National Wrestling Alliance and get you ready for a WA75 with any more news and some other stuff as well. Until then, have a great weekend. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Jack. Yeah.